0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are Locked On Browns, and happy to have everybody back here Friday for your first off-season weekend of the 2020 NFL season, Browns wise. Uh, it still stings a little. Uh, the thought of Championship Sunday. Sure, you know, sit down and watch some games, but um, definitely uh, you know, the taste in your mouth of hoping and wishing uh, there was one more, at least round ago, for your Browns. Um, with that being said, offseason is here. Can't avoid it. Uh, there's business to be done. Uh, The show transitions on. Um, This has always been something that we've done very well. We've always done very, uh, very good as far as, you know, listenership in the offseason. I don't anticipate that. I don't want that to change um, as much as we enjoyed this. Um, But now it's about taking this team, you know, from where it currently is to the top. I mean, as opposed to years of, you know, how can we get this franchise out of the basement, and I think that's going to make for this being probably the most exciting offseason we've covered here on Locked On Browns. Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated, along for the ride. Uh, I guess you know, Pete. You know, as you know the as the you know as the the wound starts to scab over, um, understanding that this season is over. Um, you know, we got we, we talked a little bit about this with Stephen Thomas the other night. And I think, Pete, one of the issues right now is, you know, and this is what, you know, I'm sure every NFL general manager is going through right now is what exactly is going to be the salary cap for 2021?
0: Right. So the salary cap is determined by league revenue. Uh, the, The NFL obviously had a significant drop in league revenue because they didn't have attendance or at least didn't have normal attendance. So that... Uh, calculation has to take all that out. So there have been estimations that it's going to be around 180 million, which is significantly less than it has been. It's been around 200. Uh, so you know the, there will be significant adjustment with that. And you know the Browns have done a really good job with their bookkeeping in general, and they're rolling over 30 million that they had from last year uh unfortunately if the cap drops as much as is being suggested um the Browns may only have 24.6 million in space which is all rollover so if they spend any of it it's not coming back uh so that's where this becomes tricky the thing of it is if you know let's say the the Pandemic situation gets handled and you know everybody's vaccinated and they can have normal attendance this year. The cap may bounce right back and be higher than mm-hmm. ever next year. So you know suddenly the Browns will have real cap room plus whatever they rolled over. So there's two things at play here. The Browns obviously have to to finish out their roster, but they don't want to spend all that space. They want to be able to flex that over and keep that their roster flexibility open uh, because again, if they spend rollover cap, it doesn't come back. You have to have it to roll it over. So um, they're not going to want to spend all 24.6 million. Uh, If they do, they have effectively gone all in and that will carry over into next year, which will limit what they can do. Um, So they're probably going to want to create some more cap room and they're probably going to want to not spend a ton of it. So, It's not to say they can't operate in free agency because they certainly can. And this will be its own weird dynamic as there are a bunch of teams that will be broke uh, that may not be able to really compete for free agents. So that's going to be this whole weird dynamic where you're going to have a bunch of players signing like one-year deals because they just want to get through this before they can get back to uh, real money. Uh, But at the same time, that could really limit the, the movement you see in the NFL. And the Browns may be largely either keeping some of the players that they had or relying really, really heavily on the draft uh, to sort of get them through this year, which isn't the end of the world by any stretch, but it's just sort of this extra little layer of weirdness. It turns out the pandemic was not good for anyone. So that's sort of where this thing's at. So the Browns are still in a good position. It's just, It's not as good. And, you know, this is just the way this this roadblock sort of came in front of them as they were sort of ramping up. So, you know, for the last couple of years, I've been saying that winter is coming for uh, some of these players' exorbitant contracts. Well, um, the pandemic has basically said winter is here. So they're going to have to do some things if they want to continue to be, you know, flexible and be able to move forward and be aggressive.
1: Uh, and, and again, this is going to, to apply to every team in the NFL and the Browns currently are in a more favorable position than some other franchises, New Orleans Saints. We are talking to you specifically here in this. Yeah,
0: they're 95 uh, but, million over the cap
1: <laughs> and still may lose another 30 of it.
0: For, yeah, so, I mean, ninety five you know. million over that's a, that's how, that's how leveraged they were. And the Steelers are in the same boat. They're both completely
1: boned. And but, hey, you know, I mean, oh, and I mean, I guess this is probably should mention this uh had that Hugh Jackson interview go this week, Pittsburgh, because I gotta tell you that one actually got a pretty good chuckle out of me uh, so, but look, uh, you know in in there's work to be done, um and, and you know the browns um, and we've spoken this on the past, um there's the whole dynamic of things change when a franchise is relevant when a franchise is not just having the opportunity of you are a good player, nobody ever wants to come to play for the Cleveland Browns, we'll give you whatever you want. This this is kind of over now. And with this analytic regime, it's everything is checking boxes in every aspect of what they do and this is going to come down, and I know you guys don't want to hear it, and we're not going to say the names because obviously everybody's on social media. It comes down to what you did versus what you get paid. And being a good teammate, being a good soldier to the franchise, being someone that other players can look up to, I'm not sure what the financial reward is for that. But it's not going to be, you know, making more than you necessarily produced for. These are things that are expected. You're expected to be a good teammate. You are expected to be good in the locker room. You are expected, if you are an older player, someone that the younger players can look up to, can rely on, can learn from. But now, Pete, you're in a position where the rubber meets the road, so to speak, and you're gonna have to make some really, really tough decisions when also through an analytic front, you're not putting yourself in a position like the Pittsburgh Steelers, like the New Orleans Saints, where you're saying, we'll load it up again for one more run through an analytic spectrum they this one they want a decade they want this to be you know something that goes on for as long as possible. They're not looking to say, oh, well, we'll go win the Lombardi next year, and if we got to blow it up, we got to blow it up. They want to be in competition for the Lombardy. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten seasons. That is the way this all works. And there are going to be some major difficult decisions to be made, regardless of what that cap number is at.
0: Well, I mean, look, the, the Saints and the Steelers are two teams that had sort of the end of their run coming in terms of the quarterback position and they basically said look we're going to make our you know big final stand and then we'll tear it down and rebuild from there um, obviously the bronze aren't in that situation they are looking at Baker Mayfield and hoping this is you know 10-15 years of dominance and potential uh, opportunities to run uh, they're to looking be, for be him to go on a pass
1: like Ben Roethlisberger did
0: and right now that contract is super cheap so the last thing you want to do is sort of blow your proverbial wad now although that's a that is an option uh that you could go that route but the browns look to be far more interested in sustained uh excellence and 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 just the way they've been bookkeeping uh and managing the cap they're they're working with way more salary than a lot of teams in the nfl Uh, you know this was this is sort of this weirdly misunderstood uh dynamic in the nfl like last year when people were yelling at us to say, well, the Browns need to go all in just to make the playoffs or whatever. Uh, They don't spend any money. They were spending the exact same amount of money as the Pittsburgh Steelers were on player salaries. It's just the way they've accounted and the way they've, you know, sort of prepared themselves uh, in terms of the cap and rolling things over and all of this, that their salary relative to the salary cap is in a far better position than the Steelers uh, who have been sort of up against the cap Uh, The last few years. So there's certainly uh, something to be said for the way the Browns have managed And again, this is just a very fluke situation. Uh, You know, again, they're in great. They're in a good position. It's just they may have to hold off again. They can create money. There are ways to do it. Uh, There are players that they can talk to or players they can get rid of or whatever that can create some financial uh, leverage and space. But you also have to keep in mind that assuming it's 24.6 million or whatever the number is, it might actually be lower than that. But if it is 20, uh, that, that basically $25 million number, you have a lot of free agents, uh, particularly on defense uh, that you have to either re sign or replace. Uh, and, and a lot of those may be drafted uh, to, to, to go that route, but that is still money. You're going to be paying out one way or the other. So you know, that number will go down pretty, you know, won't, won't go away entirely, but it will go down uh, as they have to make some decisions. You know, obviously Olivier Vernon, you know, could have been a real avenue to sort of uh, stabilize the defensive end a couple more years and and they don't, they're not going to have that. So they have to find a replacement, but like corner, both boundary and slot right now, those guys are free agents. So it's mm-hmm. Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, and basically
1: that's it right now. Uh, well, and, and, the- and to be fair, Greedy Williams absolutely has to have an asterisk next to his name. Uh, we have we have no idea the future of Greedy Williams physically. And, I mean, we're all hoping for the kid, obviously, to get his shot here. Nobody wants to see a, a, a career prematurely ended but even still, and we don't know when we're going to get answers on greedy Williams, but God,
0: well, I mean, I think he's, I think you just view him as a fourth corner at this point, and he could potentially be a really nice value from that standpoint from this. He's still on his rookie deal, but you know, from my, from my mind, you, you know, this defense wants to run three corners, uh, pretty consistently, then you have one starter and that's ward. You still have to find the other two. Um, You know, if they want to bring back Terrence Mitchell and run zone primarily, you know, that's a cost saver. Uh, If they, you know, I I don't expect to see Kevin Johnson back. Uh, I I could be wrong about that, that he'll come back for less for basically that one year thing. Um, But my guess is the Browns are going to basically invest in their own and try to build a a, a secondary uh, with draft picks and stuff. Uh, I, I think their secondary in general is going to be young guys and Carl Joseph's a free agent. Does Carl Joseph want to come back and be that, that Rover? If he does, then you might have your three dudes, uh, with him, Harrison, if strong and grant help, but at free, if not, then, you know, you have some options there, but you still have to fill that spot. Larry Ogunjobi, obviously a free agent. I think he's going to end up being back. Uh, he seems to really? think he's going to end up. He seems to think he's going to end up being back. Uh, I don't think it's going to cost them very much. We'll see. It's not a great year to go find defensive tackle help. Uh, it, it's certainly not Good in the draft. Point. So you have to plug all those holes. And, you know, I think you still have to upgrade the offense uh, at receiver to 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 make it more explosive. Uh, they have to decide if, if you know, if they're going to go that route. But the, the, they have to answer those questions and they have to decide how they want to spend money on it.
1: It's it, there's a lot going on. And this is, I mean, as many, in many ways, you know, this may be the, you know, you know, I don't want to say the most, this is going to be an extremely important off season um, with the factors that they don't know yet. And the other thing of, look, this is, you know, almost making it to the AFC championship game is fantastic. um, But now your vision now is, you know, things of, you know, how are we playing in that game? And, hell, how can we make this game be in Cleveland next year? We're going to get to a little bit more here. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, on your Friday edition of Lockdown Browns, uh, probably going to stick back to the five-show uh, routine. Um, with <clears throat> COVID, you know, we, we had shifted recording the pregame show to – you know, Friday nights, and even still, there was one week where that wasn't even good enough as we had that one Saturday before the Jet game. Um, but, you know, normal routine here. We do have the time to do an off season as far as maybe three shows a week, but I got the time. I like to talk ball. We got some bunch of great guests always willing to join us. So we'll see how it comes. Maybe a day off or two here and there, but we'll see how it comes. The improved built bar is even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors now, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, caramel caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Loser maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, High fiber, they are great with the keto diet. The flavor profile for your Jerry, uh, cherry bar sia bar 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams net carbs. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, all caps, no space, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, the promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Before we get to listener questions, and we'll save that for the third segment. Pete, uh, with the, I think the number is 17, I do want to say, current free agents for the Browns. This is the way we'll do it, Pete. I will give you one Browns free agent to retain, and I'm sure I know the name, Pete, of a free agent league-wise that Pete Smith has, you know the uh, you know the the thirteen year old girl looking at her favorite pop star eyes for Pete. We got to revamp some things around here, most likely on the defensive side of the ball. Give us some names, bud. Uh,
0: what do you want in terms of guys? Uh, who are getting rid what of the Browns' caliber?
1: own free agents. Who are you keeping? And I know there is a certain player that may be down by the bayou that Pete Smith is all ready for.
0: Um, I, again, I don't see, uh, I don't see a good situation where you let Larry Ogunjobi go. I I think, um, I think their best bet is to move his position and have him play a three. They can rush from a one. I think that's far more useful. I think Jordan Elliott is better as a nose than a three. I don't know if the Browns will go for that, but when you have Andrew Billings coming back, uh, and you still have uh, Sheldon Richardson, I think that's your best play. Um, but I, I think it's going to be easy to bring back Larry Uganjobi at least for another he year. He could be
1: one of those guys that goes for one year, $4 million, $5 million, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So that's, that's,
0: that's a guy I think will be the surprise that comes back as much as people seem to want to run him off. Um, I think they, they like him. I think he likes being here. Uh, I, I think they're going to be happy with that. Um,
1: well, and let's be honest. They were really excited about the thought of Andrew Billings, Sheldon Richardson, Larry Oganjobi, and Jordan Elliott. Maybe if they can make this work, even if it's only a year for Larry, they would really love to see this four-man rotation come into effect.
0: Well, I, I, it's really hard to, to put rookies in there and expect them to do well. Um, you know, Especially with this group it's just not easy to do that so you know unless you have a fifth guy that you're going to give that spot to uh as a rookie
1: Taylor. well i mean maybe taylor he wasn't terrible but i'm not sure about yeah that he's yet. another
0: he's yet a, again if you move larry yep. fine but vincent taylor's another node so uh, that's my issues is i think he's out of position as, as one he, you know the one thing he does really well is he's great as a zero singled up on a center um mm-hmm. i wouldn't mind seeing more of that um, Guys that I, interest me. Um, the guy that I think makes the most sense if the Browns want to keep running cover three, uh, and I'm hoping they run more man than they have, uh, is Shaquille Griffin uh, from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I loved him coming out. Um, he's very athletic. He's only 26. And he's going to cost a decent amount of money, uh, You know, estimated like $11 million per season uh that's a lot um but if you're I, I think you have to upgrade your corner position significantly uh if if you're gonna go outside the organization i think he's he's a guy to sort of focus on maybe maybe i you know it wouldn't surprise me at all if seattle resigns him he's quite a good player uh but uh if he were to come out and the, the browns could actually play man they could actually do some matchup stuff he's got more size mm-hmm. than board there's mm-hmm. some other situation other things you could play with
1: yeah, and I had mentioned last night um, with talking with Stephen Thomas is, um, you know, look, we're all more than more than happy with you know the performance of Denzel Ward. Yes, there's time missed, but look, this is football. This these things happen. Um, but Pete, there's there's got to be you know Chase Claypool was an absolute monster against the Browns this year, and if you're gonna want to go some man. Um, you're gonna have to find something to combat a six foot four, two hundred and twenty five pound wide receiver who runs like a freaking Ferrari.
0: Yeah, I don't see much of that in free agency. Um, I expect that would come in the draft. And there's a number of guys who have some size that I think could be interesting. Um, JC Horn stands out. I don't think he's gonna make it that far, uh, nope. but he certainly fits that dynamic. Um, there's, but there's other guys in that vein. Uh, that make a lot of sense, which is ultimately where I think this thing's going to end up, where they just draft uh, DBs for a couple of reasons. First, uh, Denzel Ward, you know, I assume they're going to extend him. Um, they want to keep costs low. He'd be the only, save, the only defensive back making any real money, which mm-hmm. is a good situation for them. So they can really bounce their books from that standpoint.
1: 100% agree. Now, Pete, you know, look, uh, and for, you know, Pete and I, With draft coverage, um, look, it it will come. But you guys need to understand, you know, with everything that we've always done, Pete's work uh, with the show, you know, draft work started really, really, really stinking early. Um, And it was a weird college football year. And we'll certainly get to it. Um, But, Pete, I think one advantage in where you just said, and this is probably just draft talk in general, where you talked about, you know, 26, what could be available, what couldn't be is. I, I think this is – and 26 is certainly weird territory for the Browns to say they're drafting 26 and there not be a tradeback scenario. But, there are a lot of teams. I mean, we are talking about a lot of teams in the NFL that need quarterbacks. And where do they usually come? They come from the draft. So if four or five want to go before pick twenty six. That's fantastic I'm not sure where we're totally at yet with what position a wide receiver would be drafted at but there are you talk to you know you, you read work of guys like Dane Bruegler where I believe it was 13 14 wide receivers in this top 100 uh so you start to see what could or could not be available position wise uh defensive tackle is one there's not a lot Um, It seems there's a nice cornerback group, which would, you know, certainly be in the Browns' favor. Um, But 26, uh, it's got – I mean, for what they did last year, as far as what they were able to bring in in the offseason offensively, it's got to be a shift here where this offseason the roster gets that type of juice on the defensive side of the ball.
0: I mean, the, the the things that they have to address are corner defensive end and then potentially corner again and wide receiver if the Browns are, are smart. Um, there are definitely guys who are going to be there that fit all those things. There are also uh, situations where I could see the Browns trade back um, just by virtue of you get caught in this sort of pocket where it seems like um, guys – uh, we'll probably go earlier than we'd like. And then there's another group that's probably not quite there uh, that you you can move back a few spots and still get a, a guy you really like and, and try to increase your flexibility. Uh, but those are the three spots, you know, it's not linebacker. It's never going to be linebacker ever.
1: Nope. They, um, as much as we all pulled our hair about it, this off season, you want to know what they got? what they wanted for what they invested into that room. This entire linebacking group combined made less than Joe Shobert, and the Browns won on that investment. Smart people aren't going to say, this is how we want to address something. And then it pans out in their favor, Pete, and then say, Oh, and well, now we're going to completely flip the script. It's not the way this stuff works.
0: Well, it's just, you know, maybe they, maybe they 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 sort of evolve their view, but you know the 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 plan they seem to lay out is one that you keep you take as many linebackers off the field as possible. So why the hell would you spend money or assets to to get those things? So it's DBs. Uh, you know this is the th- the Browns could you know bring in they would pay
1: Justin Simmons before they would pay any linebacker available in this free agent class.
0: Well, it's you know, at least from their standpoint, it's it's you know, it's the paying running backs of defense. Just don't pay running backs. Uh, that that sort of mentality. So they're gonna keep signing free agents, they're gonna keep uh taking like third day picks and hope they find the right combination. Sioni Taki Taki's a nice role player. We'll see what happens with a guy like Jacob Phillips if he can continue to pan out, but ultimately, who cares? I mean, it just doesn't matter. I mean, we just played the Chiefs. And I said, I asked this all season: Does anyone know who any of the linebackers on the Chiefs are? You just played them. Who played linebacker for the Chiefs? You don't know. You just played them, and they don't matter. Like that's that's the thing. Like that's that's the problem: is they just don't matter. You need a thousand DBs, uh, you know, and that's that's the thing. Stop the pass. You want to be able to stop the pass. You want to be able to play defense with a lead. And keep up the pressure, which is obviously something the Browns struggled with. They couldn't put teams yes. away. And then you want to be able to sub package into run stopping. So the Browns have that now. Hopefully, Billings is back. And Sioni Takitaki is one of those guys that could, could sub package in. Uh, and you can bring in sort of a heavy front to clamp down on the run. But you're not going to get a bunch of 250 pound guys. And you're not like the, and I, you know, this, we'll get there. But like, even with Xavier and Collins, I, I don't get it. I just don't. Like I don't, I don't know where Browns fans think he plays. I don't know what they think he's going to do, but it just doesn't make any sense. So, does he give uh, you that Jannard
1: Avery vibe? Like, man, you kind of really loved everything, but where does it translate to the NFL? And as much as we love Jannard Avery, and you know, we never really got to see the full experience, but it it, kind of gives me some vibes of Jannard Avery all over again.
0: Well, the the guy that you know he's been compared to, and may not even be as athletic as, is Anthony Barr who's virtually, you know, useless uh, against some of these passing teams. Like that just doesn't do you much good. Yeah. He can, I mean, Collins can run around. I don't know how quick he is. I don't know how good his hips are. He's got to be able to cover, Uh, you know, there's you know, and, and, and people will go, well, he has like four interceptions or whatever. Watch him play. They're like all underneath stuff, which is fine. It's certainly not going to take that away from him, but it's not like he's manning up a guy and running him downfield. He's not, Jamie Collins, like, with
1: the Patriots. He's not taking – he's not giving you your answer to Travis Kelsey, which is kind of where we're at now. What do you need to do to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? But go ahead. So you need
0: safeties. You need – you need and, and again, Carl Joseph, I don't know if he's interested in playing that rover role. He may want to go back to to playing strong safety somewhere, in which case I don't think it will be here uh, unless he's content to be a backup. Uh, They've got to find that group, and they've got to get depth because I think – in a perfect world, you know whether it's corners or DBs, uh, or corners or safeties. I think if the Browns get to a position where they're really comfortable, their actual like long distance passing defense will have zero linebackers on the field, and they will just put a safety at Mike, and either have four corners or four safeties out there uh, to just fly around and take away, uh, you know, take away whatever. They they would have enough speed to tackle, you know, a quarterback running uh but they would have nothing with coverage and be able to send blitzes whatever get pressure like that's you know sort of the dream you, you know Sione Takitaki out there on third and ten you know that's a, it's not a winning formula for you and they don't really have a guy that is and they just need to be faster in general so um you know if they bring in linebackers I think they're gonna be more undersized as opposed to big guys I think they've yep. got their sort of big hammer type guys. So, uh, that's. uh the deal, I, I think they want corners with more speed. Obviously, I think they want at least one corner with way more size. I, I, I would hope that, uh, you know, they're they're looking at this and trying to play more matchups next year where they can move guys around. This year, they basically just left Denzel Ward on one side for the most part, uh, and just sort of played it as, as it is. But that's going to be a, a tricky thing, and obviously, defensive ends, uh, a, a difficult situation because. In a perfect world, you don't want to put a rookie out there and say you have to do this well. I think they'd like to be able to bring in a veteran. I think they will sign a veteran of some sort. Whether it rises to the level to a guy like Trey Hendrickson, I don't know. Obviously, he's going to be available. He's going to get out of New Orleans. Uh, it's just a question of who's going to take him, how much you're willing to pay. You know, He's 26. He had a, a monster season in terms of sack numbers. There are some reasonable questions about you know, his productivity, he, he hasn't been a, a second end. He's been the third end uh, because they have uh, Cameron Jordan and then they had uh, what the dude they drafted for that two first important. round picks. Yeah, and he got hurt this year. So they had, uh, de- they had uh, Hendrickson sort of take over and he shined. So maybe that's what you're getting. He's a tremendous scheme fit in terms of the fact that he's speed as well as being able to do, flash a little power. And the Browns really, really want speed in this uh, defense. They also want, you know, a little bit of length uh, and size. He's got those things. But you know, when it's pin your ears back time, they they want more speed on the outside uh, to close in. He fits that. He's a freaky, freaky athlete. He's never had a real se- he's never had a serious injury. I don't know if he's ever had surgery. Uh, so there's a lot of boxes he checks. You know, does does is he going to be somebody that? you know, they can get, you know, can can they get that Jack Conklin type contract where everybody's like, "Whoa, that's way less than I thought it would be. That would be great. Uh, I would love to still draft another rookie behind him and have Adrian Claiborne, uh, and that guy shine. I mean, they've got sort of a couple coals in the fire, you know, like, uh, Joe Jackson, um, Joe Jackson never played, but was on the roster the whole year. So they must see something he yep. something's that it must be there other than that he's like a tax shelter that somebody's like just stealing money from uh well and there's and, curtis weaver too and curtis weaver and if he cut, you know he didn't have an nfl body in his rookie year he just didn't he was chunky he's slow got weird quickness agility wise
1: but if he's he, like he also wasn't meant for what the dolphins were trying to ask him to do so but that's a different story for another day right
0: but he's 21 Uh, you know, I I assume he'll be 22 by the time he gets to camp next year. If he transforms his body and looks like an NFL player, he'll be an option. Uh, I think he's closer to that fifth end than he is anything else, but nevertheless, that's still an option. But again, with what you're doing defensively, you need a lot of people to get after the quarterback, uh, over and over and over again. And the Browns obviously, uh, got a lot out of miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon. Adrian Claiborne was great in certain spots. Uh, They need more. They need to keep ramping up that pressure. They need to be able to uh, take out quarterbacks because, you know, what we hope will happen this year is the Browns offense will continue to go from where it was at the end of the season, pick up where it left off, and we're suddenly up in a lot of games, and it's just go get the quarterback time and cause turnovers, and that would be great. That was exactly what Denver's defense was uh, when they went to the Super Bowl and when Joe Woods was there, small and fast, great uh, with a lead uh, and they could sub package into stopping the run
1: absolutely um we're going to get a little short on time here we're going to slip in one quick ad break we will do our champ- championship game picks i have a million questions from you guys maybe we'll find a way here to fire this up either tomorrow maybe saturday and get you guys and we'll just do one big mailbag edition but uh Look, uh, obviously Pete's had thoughts. I've had thoughts here as you know, you start to resonate from regular season to off season, and a lot of great thoughts coming on out here. Are we ready for some football? Are we ready for conference championship game Sunday? Only three games left in the NFL schedule. There is a great place if you're looking to bet on some playoff football, and that place would be betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account. At BetOnline.ag and use the promo code Locked On again, all caps, no space for your 50% welcome bonus. Uh, not only the NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball—anything you need, you are covered at BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code again, Locked On, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline. Your online sports book experts. Like I said, Pete, we are getting a little tight on time. So uh, quickly, sir, Packers, Bucks, Lambeau, weather, a team that's not really looking at playing weather in Tampa Bay. Pete, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, as the old Chris Mortensen line, the Bay of Pigs in the NFC Championship game.
0: I'm taking the Packers, but I don't feel great about it.
1: Um, if, if something Vita, about Tom Brady in this scenario worries you, but go ahead.
0: Well, that and if Vita Vea comes back, that's kind of a big deal for them. Uh, if he's you know if he's healthy, uh, it's just uh, the what the way they play defense. If they get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, he's going to struggle. Now, granted, they have the best offensive line other than the Cleveland Browns, so that's why I'm picking them.
1: Uh I, I've got to go Green Bay in this situation. A it's in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, just another incredible season. Um I'm not sure. Um you know, the these Bucks DBs are feeling really good about themselves. Uh Michael Thomas was a shell of himself, shelf health wise. Devontae Adams right now is just a damn dog. Uh, the Packers can manipulate the run game with different styles, with different guys. Um, all of this, you know, aids up. And I, I just don't think Tampa Bay playing in Green Bay in late January is a recipe for success. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be stunned if it was, you know, something 30 to 20 Green Bay. We'll flip it up here, P. The Buffalo Bills traveling to the Kansas City to face the Chiefs, um, all system go, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Chiefs, Bills, Pete, what you got? Uh,
0: Chiefs, uh, the Bills are too one-dimensional on offense. I think they're going to turn over the football. Uh, the obvious challenge is going to be Stephon Diggs, but they played really well against the Browns. Uh, main coverage-wise, there was no room. So if the if the Bills can't, give them more than just passing the way they get against the Ravens. I don't, they're not going to be able to hold out. The chiefs are uh, multi-dimensional and they at least give you more to account for. So uh, I'm going to go with the chiefs, even with the toe, even with whatever's going on. Uh, the fact that what's pretty embarrassing situation for the NFL that we can't even call it a concussion, uh, <laughs> carefully using the words around it. I, I don't know. What, what, if it's really something in a nerve his neck, whatever. But uh, that's, that, that's, you know, that's its own thing. But I'll,
1: I'll take the, I'll take the Chiefs. I, I actually think the Bills are going to pull this off. I, I just don't think Kansas City has an answer necessarily for Stephon Diggs. I'm assuming even if they don't trust their cornerbacks, uh, you're going to find a way to have maybe Tyron Matthew help there. But then you get into Cole Beasley, then you get into Dawson Knox. I, 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 I don't know. Weird feeling in me and I'm sure Pete's laughing over there as once again, I'm putting my money where my mouth is with Josh Allen yet again. I don't know. I I just look whether it it doesn't matter, obviously whatever, whether it comes Sunday, both franchises will be ready for I don't know. This just I had this feeling of weirdness coming from this AFC championship game. He is Pete Smith. Uh, Browns Digest uh sportsillustrated.com. Uh Pete and his crew over there, they're doing a fantastic job. They just, you know, continue day in, day out. They push out great content. Um, you know, Pete obviously schools you, you know, recently on the linebackers, um, the wide receiver position. And, you know, where sometimes, you know, look, uh, names and all this stuff, it doesn't necessarily matter production and production as opposed to pay. It's big. So please check out all the work that is being done over there at Browns Digest, SI.com. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore uh, the show at Lockdown Browns. Always follow back account. As you guys know, DMs are open. Uh, Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open over there as well. iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, we are now on off season mode, um, and as you know, loyal listeners of this show know we kill off season mode. We rock off season mode. Um, and as much fun as it was covering this regular season, you know, Pete and I were both huge fans of you know roster construction, roster manipulation, handling the cap, uh, you know, the draft process, the free agent process. And it's, you know, one of the things that's, you know, helped the show be where it's at now. And again, it, none of it happens without all of you who tune in and subscribe and download every day. And certainly, damn well appreciative of all of that. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the L Let's go Browns.